Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dallas Comedy Club podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Alou, and I'm sitting down with the incredibly funny, incredibly warm, total goofball, the one and only Kate Aylman. Thank you for sitting down with me. Oh, man, thank you for having me. What a treat. I'm so excited to chat with you. Um, You know, brand new to Dallas. I barely know any of you wonderful people, and I swear every time I get to watch y'all on stage, I feel like I know you even better but I, I don't know anything about you, Kate. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, unintentionally, I'm probably like, yeah, 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 I'm super warm. What about y'all? What about y'all? Because people are more interesting then I am probably interesting. Like, no yeah. way. <laughs> you are such a fun person to watch. You're so... I don't know how to describe your play on stage. It's original, it's goofy, it's so grounded, and I feel like trying to play goofy and grounded tends to counteract, and you bring both to your characters in such a lovely way. Oh, well, thank you. You're so welcome. So I want to know, Kate, how did you get started in comedy? What brought you to the world of improv? Oh, well, so I kind of, I went to Denton for grad school, and that was kind of the first place where I was like, community just was a given. Like, Mm -hmm. it just was very easy. It just organically, you know, you had potluck dinners every week. Uh, It was just like you could go anywhere and see somebody that you knew. And I kind of went to Dallas, and I didn't – this was a little bit of a different city. Yeah. (laughs) So so I kind of was craving that, and I knew a couple of people who were going through um, improv levels at Dallas Comedy House. Mm -hmm. And so I'd go see their jams. I'd kind of go see their shows. I was just like, this this looks fun. Like, I was like, I'm going to go give it a try. And it took me maybe – like a year, a year and a half after they signed up for me to kind of also be like, yes, sure, purchase. Okay, here we go. I'm doing this. <laughs> yes. Well, so you and Ray are very similar. Ray also would just like sh- go to the shows for yeah. like a solid year before he signed up for his first class. That's so crazy to me because you're both so freaking talented and good at this that I would have thought you've been doing this since you were 11. Yeah, I, and I, will not speak for him, but I know that I am not like a performer type. Mm-hmm. I don't, the stage is not my home as I feel like some people feel. This is so I kind of gravitate towards. I just like to kind of, um, I don't know. I found it a very good creative outlet for just getting weird with my friends that yeah. I hadn't yet found before. And I think just kind of getting kind of entranced by that magic of improv of like what the hell did we just do like that was magic yes, chasing that kind of just magic yeah um is kind of what kept me staying because yes I oh yeah the stage <laughs> <laughs> again so crazy because you're such a natural up there so what do you do that's not so you're not an actor what is your what is your outside of this building life <laughs> like my day job is a librarian whoa and I've kind of done them all I'm currently working at, at the Dallas Museum of Fine Art or Dallas Museum of Art whoa do not put <laughs> fine art okay um, I work at the museum uh, library at the Dallas Museum of Art. Um, but I've done public librarian, academic librarian. Yeah. This is bananas <laughs> to hear that you're a librarian in your day life. Because, again, you are so, like, energetic. I don't know how to just, again, I don't know how to describe your presence on stage. Because it's you walk on stage and you've got one of those, um, those and that energy where it's just like, boom, I want to watch Kate. And I, I'm so, it's so wild that you spend your whole day in a very quiet environment. I guess that makes sense now because then you get to come up on stage and go bananas. Yes. Currently, like, 
Definitely the space is a lot more quiet. Uh, it's more research-based, mm-hmm. so it kind of is more of that like academia-type atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I'm in a small like team, and so I think they see a lot of that kind of like... Goofy. Jo- yeah, joking around or kind of like saying things. It's also really good fodder for like visuals. Um, yeah. Just because like processing books and cereals and kind of dealing with some of the research is very visual heavy. And so I yeah. think that kind of feeds into probably what comes out on stage. Also, public libraries, another reason I kind of got into improv was I was doing story time. Aww. And I was not like early childhood focused in my undergrad and like kind of my uh, studies. And so, yeah, I kind of was feeding off of this improv like training to help me do that. And then, like, yeah, public librarians, they do way more than just, like, reading a book or, you know, helping people with the computer. Mm-hmm. I taught uh, digital media classes that, like, Whoa! I don't know how to use Photoshop, but I'll learn enough to teach somebody else. And they'd be like, here's how you learn more, not through me. You go librarian. elsewhere. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, yeah, I think, like, kind of having that was beneficial. This is so, I mean, it's so interesting. I love hearing that, um, like, improv sort of helped your your day job in, in a way mm-hmm. that you became a little bit more performative for the kids. I mean, because, listen, <laughs> y'all, kids are the best improvisers. They really are. They've been improvising since they come out. That's playtime. That's exactly. all we're doing. And it's so important to, like, their growth. And I feel like sometimes we're told um, to maybe, you know, get a little bit more serious and, you know, mm-hmm. hey, this is, we got to figure this out. But I think it really helps with like creative problem solving is that yeah. playtime. It kind of keeps those neural pathways connecting. So you kind of are, it's like easier to deal with day-to-day stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Is there been, a, is there a moment that kind of sticks out in your brain as like, oh, uh, we had this like issue pop up and I got to creative problem solve things to improv. And you can say no, we can just cut this question. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, except for the fact that I was, like, having to teach classes and do story times and do a lot of programs that mm-hmm. necessarily weren't in my wheelhouse because they maybe were about, like, more science concepts or something like that. Um, I think there was uh, an exercise we did in one of the levels of, like, being the expert. And that oh, yes. is a challenge for me because I'm very aware of, like, I don't know anything. Even though I know a lot, I do know that. Yeah. But I'm also aware of the vast amount that I don't know. So sometimes it's hard for me to talk about something unless I feel very confident. Yeah. And so I think it helped me kind of push through that like discomfort of like fake well, it till I you make it. I don't really know how to make a robot kids, but uh. I'm gonna fake it now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, is there a particular so uh, Kate is a part of a couple teams here at DCC. She's a part of the Wednesday nightclub team third degree, they, where they perform an improvised murder mystery. And she's also a part of a Saturday night team called One Man Show, and it is an all-female identifying team with a rotating male identifying member. So every show, y'all have a a different male, uh, and Kate is nodding and giving me the thumbs (laughs) up. I didn't mess that up. (laughs) Yay. And so, you know, with Third Degree and One Man Show, these are two totally different forms. What is it like sort of toggling back and forth between two forms, two completely different show styles, especially with Wednesday night, you're with the same people every week and on Saturday nights you have essentially a wild card player with you every week what is that like it is fun and I think it's kind of what I I didn't plan on but I'm glad that it happened that way Mm -hmm. Uh, because I know third degree is great I love kind of building it with the same group of people we've kind of worked on some maybe 
new changes we can make to the show. And that's been really kind of exciting to figure out a way to make it comfortable for everybody and kind of clear for the audience. But it's also you're playing kind of the same character for most of the, the show. And I wasn't used to that. Yeah. So it's really kind of a good challenging the way that I improvise, whereas I probably was more aligned with one man show where it's just kind of different. Every scene's a little different. mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. There's really only like the suggestion that we get. The first scene kind of deals with that. And then we play callbacks and side support and everything else. We just, it's very organic. Yeah. And I kind of like having both of those ways to, to explore. Um, so yeah. And it's, I mean, yeah. What were some of the challenges um, that you faced personally when you had to sort of shift gears? Now, I know, like, we, y'all were lucky. We Not every improv school does this, but when you got cast on the club team, we f- sort of forced you all to take this four-week class with Ian and myself. So that way everyone, you know, we're coming out of a pandemic. It's a weird time. We were like, no one's been on stage for over a year. Let's, like, make sure they get some, you know, bonding time in, a chance to work on these forms that are brand new to everyone involved. And, again, it's so crazy that you're like this was a challenge because you took to this form so naturally your whole team did honestly so what like personally were some of the challenges outside of just like having to play the same character was it like getting that meaty want in or um stick it like for me personally I always forget character names especially my own <laughs> yes yes uh can relate yep um but yeah I think it was more of just getting deeper into characters mm-hmm. which probably ties into a lot of things that I'm working like personally on of like <laughs> being vulnerable and like what? so I think uh yes so I think that was kind of the hardest thing I played with some of the other like Andrea and Taylor I played with them before so I kind of had that familiarity yeah but I think it was just a whole new group of people it's a little eight so it's kind of a bit larger yeah. team than I've played with before and so yeah I think just kind of tapping into our chemistry and finding what what works with everybody has been a lot of fun but the challenge has been yeah, digging into characters to get to those really meaty, like, wants. And I think grounding a little bit through, like, real emotion Yeah, um, has been something that I've been working on to really... Well, you're doing a great job. You're thank doing you, great. Thank you. Do you have, uh, you know, a big part of the reason we we're doing this podcast is because we're trying to show people out there who are not performers, not actors, mm-hmm. that improv is for anyone. Anyone, anyone can come in and try it. And it's honestly, it's like better if you're not an actor. (laughs) And so, you know, you're a, you're a librarian, which I, again, I love. It's going to make all of those extra shy people be like, okay, maybe I can try this. (laughs) Do you have a piece of advice for anyone who's maybe like, okay, I signed up for the class and it's the day of, they're about to walk in the door. What's that one piece of advice you would give to that brand new improv student? I would say, enjoy it. And, like, go wholeheartedly into it with trying new things and expect to be uncomfortable, but kind of finding, like, kind of finding the comfort in that discomfort. Yeah. Learning how to kind of sit with it and be okay with, like, what? What are we doing? Uh, yeah. Or, like, oh, no, did I just, like, mess it up for everybody? Like, you, no, you didn't. didn't. And some people are, like, what you see is, like, oh, shoot, that was a met. I can't, but can I curse? Yeah, you can okay. curse. <laughs> fuck yes. Uh, that was a big fuck up. Sorry, guys. It's like somebody might be like, thank you. Like now I have something to kind of pull and like dig deeper into this scene. Um, so yeah, just go into it because I know I was very like tepid. Yeah. Um, but I also just showed up. Go to shows. Yeah. Like, that is the most important thing. I would go after every class and I switched to a different class um, after my first level. And I think they, it was like a Wednesday night mm-hmm. uh class so people are like oh, I got work tomorrow 
I'm, I'm going to go home. I live far away. Boo. Anyways, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, I would just still go. And I think towards the end, they started going to see the shows afterwards. And like, I don't know. It makes a world of difference. It does, because you're not only going to see shows to watch some really good improv, mm-hmm. but it's honestly very reassuring and helps you learn even more when you see really bad shows. And you can start to identify, like, why that show wasn't funny or why they it, the jokes didn't land that the the way the improvisers were hoping they would. So, yeah, go see shows and go to jams. They're so yes. fun and supportive. Oh, my gosh. Yes, the jams are a great way to just really low low stakes, low stakes. Yeah. Um, just have fun and kind of see what, like, the pureness of improv can be of just making things up with people. So yeah. I have to ask, um, with one man shows, since y'all always have this like rotating member, and you don't have to name names, but I'm curious if you've ever had an experience with that rotated member where you're like, oh no, why did we do this? <laughs> I have not, so I'm fairly new yes. to the team. It was an older team who's done, I think probably like 2018, 2017. Was it Tab's team? It mm-hmm. was Tab and Noah, and then... Um, there's been a rotating group of people that have kind of gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they picked a few. I think Laura and I are new. And then Lori Reese Barnett, who is, oh, I love, I love yum, yum, her yum. Wonderful. energy. She's the most, like, assertive. Like, she's the mom you want to have in your corner. Yes. And I think we all feel that way. She yeah. very much is. Um, yes. But, uh, yeah, it was just these kind of strong women I was very honored when they asked me. I said, what? Yes. Uh, yes. Please have me. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know if they've ever had anything where they're like, okay. It might be like audience suggestions that mm. where it gets really tricky. Because I know that the question is, you know, looking at this guy, what is something that you think is true about him? And Ooh. so that can kind of dig into oh my stereotypes gosh. or just interesting yeah, suggestions. So what's the, have you have you personally been a part of like a pretty crazy suggestion based on that Not question? Not yet. Not yet. Wow. I uh, Statistics say something will happen. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, but I think that, I know they kind of taught us too, it's like a suggestion is a suggestion and if it's really like offensive, <laughs> you can choose to use it in a different way or kind of like spin it on its head mm-hmm. or even just kind of not hear it and wait for someone else to. Mm, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> anyone? <laughs> not that. No, no. Yeah. 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 I have had heard some pretty bad suggestions in the past with other teams and have seen them kind of. And we're going to ignore very, that. Yes, yep. Yeah. Do it in a very good way. It's so funny. I and I feel like I've been a part of so many jams and it always happens at jams where you know you get put into these random groups and then someone will step out to get that audience suggestion and I'll watch it be like man steps out gets a word another man steps out gets another word another man steps out gets another word a woman steps out and her word is like purse or tampon and I'm like why (laughs) why don't do that folks I mean yeah yeah it's that's another thing too of watching shows is kind of seeing like what rings well with like fellow improvisers versus what works well with people who really have kind of preconceived notions coming in mm-hmm. of like what they think it's going to be like an interactive, like I could be the star of this show. And so I don't know. Yeah. I kind of like to watch shows for that purpose. too. Yeah. Yes. So please audience. Be cool. Yeah. Just think about. Be cool. Here's current, a, here's a bunch dialogues. of, here's a bunch of words you can use instead of tampon yeah. and purse. Carnival. Mm, uh, jester. 
Ooh. Um, nose ring. Chandelier. Oh. Wrecking ball. Um, grass. See, all wonderful suggestions. And way more fun than tampon or purse, I promise. <laughs> um, okay, okay, we're going to shift into some, like, goofy, fun questions. Okay? okay, so if you could insert yourself into any television show or movie, which would it be? I'm going to go with Best in Show. Great mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. What type of dog would you have? Oh, boy. I would probably be, I would probably be a Great Dane yeah. or some really, like, Big dog. Mm, I could see you with a great Dane. Yeah. Giant great Dane. I used to be my dream dog. Oh, my gosh. And then I turned into a cat person. Oh, we all do. Yeah. But I used to research dogs all the time when I was younger. I had, like, a little software on my my computer. And it really was just, like, I think for pet planning because you just took quizzes that was, like, do you live in an apartment? You know, how often are you here during the day? And for some reason, that was really cool for me. And they would tell me what dog I should get. Oh, my God. And so- every time you just go through until you would got Great Dane over and over again? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, if you had to choose a song that would play every time you entered a room, it's like your intro song. What's the song? This is very tough because I listen to a lot of variety of music. Yes. And it, I feel like it would depend on my mood. Like, mm-hmm. I'd want it to be kind of like a mood ring. Ooh. Okay. Um, okay. But I feel like... Okay, so how about this? So, like, happy entrance. Okay, a happy entrance. Mm, I'm going to say my brain is breaking a little. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I can, like I said, I'm editing it. So I can I know, just good. cut down the okay, silence. <laughs> that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> um, let's see. A happy one. Probably, it's, it's not going to seem happy, but <laughs> it's something that would, like, get me, like... Strutting around the room probably would be a parquet courts bodies made of. Okay, I don't know this song. I'm gonna have kind to of like take a punk, listen. Yeah, like a little little punk band. Okay. It's classic. All right. Do you listen to Most City soundtrack at all? No. Well, I do a little bit. I actually went to that concert with uh, Chelsea Gomez, oh. and it was one of the like last things we did. It was like. February 2020, yep. and it was a great concert. So positive. Oh, Most City soundtrack, wonderful. I was just curious if it was a similar sound, but I'll, I'll go less listen. Less pop. Less pop. Okay, less pop. It's okay, more, more just like a, I am um, an angsty teen. I'm into it, yeah? Kind of, yeah. More just like I'm an adult in New York, and these are the things that I'm – oh, my gosh. I'm in. That is not I'm a in. good impression. I'm in. Um, it was perfect. <laughs> If you had to choose uh, today, what would the title of your autobiography or Netflix special be? It's going to sound really weird. That's okay. Um, it's, it's something that I've thought about. If I ever have to do Real Housewives, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that that could happen. Um, it would be, I'm not gossiping. I'm processing. I'm not gossiping. gossiping I'm, I'm processing. processing. Yes. I love that. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Because I feel like my memoir would be, or autobiography would be very like, a little bit gossipy, but more of just like, this is interesting. Or like, mm-hmm. I heard about this, I'm going to explore it. I'm going to get you a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> I love that. What are three things, whether they be books, movies, TV shows, pieces of art, whatever, just three things that a new comedy student should consume? Oh, And these can be super broad or super specific. Rosie's were read, pop culture, and non-comedic material. That's how broad she went. Oh, wow. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit. So you can go broad strokes. You can get super specific, too. Um, Debbie brought in, like, a stack of books so I could get all the titles right. It's completely up to you. (laughs) I 
I think that I would recommend reading your favorite comedians like memoirs or if you have like a or just any like all comedians that you can find any of their books to just kind of get a sense of people's different paths. Yeah. Uh, I just finished Chris Gethard's newest uh, Lose Well, I think. Yeah. Um, and that was interesting. It's very different than like other ones. He had a very like DIY approach to um, his comedy. Mm-hmm. And then I read, of course, like Amy Poehler's Tina Fey's Rachel, Rachel Dratt has one. Mm-hmm. Not many people know about that one. But yes, kind of getting because she even has a different perspective of like, yeah, I was on SNL. And you know, guess what? People still wonder what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, but I'm doing stuff. I'm doing yes, stuff. Yes, she is. And she also really was like, I wanted to be a mom and I had to figure that out. And so that was yeah. an interesting thing. But I'm yeah, so excited so. to see. So Kate's going to be performing as Rachel Dredge in a show on Friday. So this will come out after. But I'm so excited for you to play her. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be a wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm excited for people to process what I have to give them because, yep. yes. I think everyone feels that way about yes. their character. Mm-hmm. They're Which like, is, hmm, let's see what people think of this. And it's such a good blend of of folks like who are performing yes. and the ideas that they have. Oh, yeah. Come, yes. It's, it's going to be goofy, silly fun. I'm, I'm pumped. Yes. Okay. Yes. Two more. Okay. So the books, Just Any Comedian Memoirs. Uh, watch, I would say, I don't know, just like explore, find people who speak your language Mm -hmm. and kind of just explore who they're interested in and kind of go deeper and kind of go down those rabbit holes. Um, I know with podcasts, I was really into like Los Coltristas and found out kind of their friends' podcasts of like Stradio Lab with like Sam Taggart and uh, Seek Treatment with uh, Joel Kambuster and Mitra Johani and like just found this like really cool – community seek treatment with like Pat Regan and Kat Cohen like I just found like things I would have never discovered if I had just asked somebody what should I listen to yeah like around in my own little bubble that I've created that validates my own (laughs) and desires Uh, it helped me kind of get out of that and I discovered a lot of fun things and my last one would be I don't know pay attention to the characters around you yeah I think that's really good fodder to like get just get inspiration from real life, and it helps you kind of stay present in yeah. in real life moments of like, hey, yes, we can be silly on stage, but like, how can I kind of enjoy the silliness of my own life? Yeah, and I mean, that's there is nothing funnier than real life. Yeah. I, that's all yes. we're trying to do in improv <laughs> is like recreate these funny moments in real mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. with like heightened circumstances. Yes. But yeah, yeah. I love that. No one suggested that so far. And that is, I do an exercise with level one students. That's like, cool, your assignment this week is you're going to go like, like consume someone in your life where it's like, you're going to come in walking like them, talking like them. You're going to do a monologue. Then you're going to do a scene as that person. And it really, as you said, it's just to show like you have characters all around you. Just Mm -hmm. pay Mm -hmm. attention. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This segment is called first thought, best thought. These are one word answers only or as close to one word as you can. So first thought, best thought in one word. What is your idea of misery? Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just like people like shame, people shaming me. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) I love that. Um, Agreed. What is your idea of pure bliss? Oh, oh, just being in a beautiful park on like a cloudy day at sunset. So Mm. you've got the colors going. But it's kind of like an arboretum type, botanical mm, garden type. Yes. Um, probably like Victorian era garden that they used to have. Gorgeous. Love to be there at sunset. That'd I be can my really bliss. see you like 
in like that all white sort of like flowy gown type of thing with a glass of wine or a cup of tea and oh, just yes, like yes, yes. wind blowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm picturing it right now. It's, just, it's gorgeous. I'd it's be perfect. carrying my like personal harpist with yep. me as well just to kind of really flesh <laughs> Always out, there. Flesh out the, the tone of the evening. <laughs> perfect. First off, best thought, in one word, what or who is your biggest inspiration? Um, I would say, shoot. <laughs> well, okay, because like, there's a bunch of different things that I was like, well, you have to say that. And I was like, no, I don't. No. I'm going to say Sally Jesse Raphael. She had a big impact in my life. Hell yeah. And it's thinking about it more and more. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's where you got a lot of your. Oh, my God. Great answer. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, what is your biggest vice? Oh, definitely like any sort of escapism. Just escapism yep. in just general. Escape. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could be a tangent manifested in different ways. But oh, yes. that's the root of it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, do you ask for permission or for forgiveness? Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And first thought, best thought, what one word best describes you and your brand of comedy? Authentic? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Great. Uh, oh, my gosh. Kate, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. This has been lovely. Um, we are going to move right along to the final little segment here where we do some improv. So I have my uh, handy little random word generator. Um, what sort of word would you like? We have random word, location, relationship, profession, accent, basically anything under the sun. Um, relationship. Relationship. Yeah. Wonderful. So we have parent and child. All right. Parent and child. All right. Baby. Baby. Mm. Come on. Mm. We're going we're gonna to get there. I mm. promise. Hey. Mm. Hey. Mm. Look around you. I am. There's beautiful mountains. We don't come from mountains. We got beautiful mountains. The air is so clean. Oh, I, baby, baby, mm. come on. Mm. Remember that little, that little Tupperware I gave you? Yeah. Farted in earlier. Yeah. Just put it to your mouth. Mm. That'll get rid of all that clean air. I know, but I don't want to waste it. What if, what if that's the only fart I have? Baby, baby. Mm. You know I fed you all that cheese. You know that is not the only. Mom, when are we going back to the city? I hate when you take me out to nature. The city is dead. What do you We're mean? We're not going back. Mom. We're banned. It's dead to us. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. Your mom. I I destroyed the city's data. What? Yeah, that was me. Mom, what? I'm I'm sorry, baby. It had to be done. Stop calling me baby. This is a baby moment, Mom. I'm an adult. I'm almost an adult, and this is crazy. What do you mean you you ruined all the data? I did exactly that. I I went in. I wore that little cover. Also, they thought I was a worker. I went into the mainframe and I threw coffee on it. Why? They don't need to know our information. What? You, they don't need to know our information. You always do this. You always what? you get so paranoid about people caring about your life. No one cares what you're doing. Oh, tell that to the government. Oh, you my know God. that. You know. What? Uh, uh, has that car? You've seen that car behind us? Ten minutes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Mom, baby, they're baby. just driving the mountains like us. Like, is this because Dad's getting remarried? Yes, the mayor, okay. your dad. Oh, my God, yes. Mom. It might have something to do with that, but listen, it worked. D- it got work? out. Okay, but we're going to be sequestered to the mountains now. That's oh, no life. Boo-hoo. We get to enjoy nature. We get to, I don't know, 
think for ourselves. Yeah, boo-hoo. I don't want to think for myself. I want to be on TikTok. I want to I want to eat Domino's. Why are you no, so no, mad no. at me about this? Because remember when you were 5 and no. you told me, "Mom, I'm not going to marry anyone. I'm going to marry you." And I said, "Oh, I found a, my new partner. Mom, I was five. Well, I hold you to your. I hold you to your word. This is so, insane. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, to you. Uh, uh, you're acting crazy. No wonder Dad left. Oh, look, we made it to our cabin. Oh, great. I think you're gonna like it. There's a photo wall I made for you. Yeah. What? What is it? It's a bunch of my old baby photos. Yes. So lame. So you can show before and after. Isn't that like a cool TikTok trend? That is not a TikTok what? trend. Mom, baby, you don't understand. Baby. Stop what? calling me baby. I'm uh, almost are my... an adult. Yes. Are you going to college soon? Maybe. Yeah. That doesn't make you an adult. And it's... Well, what, that... would, what would you have done in my position? Just lived with a man who's going to remarry someone else in your own city? Mom, that's dumb. Yes, that's you're dumb. acting crazy. Yes, I would just, I would, I would get on with my life. I date. No. I would, I would, I don't know, like maybe start my own business, get a cool haircut, adopt a cat. These are all normal things to do when your ex husband's getting remarried. That's it. I'm starting a finishing school. You're oh my, my only God. pupil. No. And I'm going to teach you how to be a strong woman who does not take shit from guys who want to remarry Mom. because you are the best thing in the world. So what are you suggesting? That I live in a mountainside yes. cabin with yes. my mother yes. until when? Some random 33. guy. Oh, my God. I'm not living with you until I'm 33. You're I think nuts. you'll get used to me. How? I haven't gotten used to you in the last 17 years. It takes 20. It oh takes 20. Oh, my God. I've done your father. He didn't make it to 20 years. No, he didn't. Mom, I, I love you. I'm worried about you. This is not normal behavior. What are you going to do about it? I'm the mom. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm going to hitchhike my way back down the oh, mountain. No, 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 no. What do you no, mean, no. no, no, no? Don't take my phone. What are you doing taking my phone? Crash. No. You just threw that into... What did you expect? Uh, We're going to rural. Off the grid is the next logical step. Listen, oh things are going to be great. You're going to be... We'll go back to the city eventually. Once our faces have, you know, aged a bit, we're not as recognizable. But you know what? People are going to say, who are those people? Vote them in. And we'll take over. So you want to be mayor plan. now? Is that what this is all about? You want to go live in the woods until dad loses? What? Until dad loses I mean, the election? Like, like four more years. Oh, my so God. That term. But... I also have to work on myself before I can go back. Yeah, to I think that's exactly what yeah. it is. You got to work okay. on yourself, okay. mom. Okay. And I, you know how you can do that without me around. I don't like that mom, at all. I have I to go. Don't. To I will never let you go. I read that book. Never let you go. It was not about what I thought it was going to be no. about. But guess what? I took the title at heart. No, well, you're that taking was the message too literally right oh. now. This is your mother. You have I to do, love me. I you do love, love you, me. Mom. I do love you. But this is, I think, borderline child abuse. What? I am still a minor, and you're taking me off the grid. You're pulling me out of school. Sounds like what Teresa did with her daughter, oh. so I'm not the only one. What, do you want to go live with your father? 
a man who just is in his apartment and then is really never there, but he leaves a little jacket to make you think, oh, maybe he's home. No, Mama, you know I don't want to live with Dad, but I don't want to live in this mountain with you. Come on. A new adventure. Come on, what happened to to, to Mr. Jennings? Didn't you guys go on that date? I thought it went well. You were happy. It went very well, and then I said, hmm, I'm distrustful of that. Why? Well, Mom, just because Dad left you doesn't mean every man's no. going to leave you. It's such a trend. Oh. The universe is taking notice. It's how... Okay. All right. Listen, we'll go to McDonald's. We'll get you your oh favorite meal. I don't want a fish fillet right now. Come on. I don't want Come on. one. It'll make you feel better. It's not going to make me feel time, better. Every time you fish fillet, you're way more You know, Mr. Amenable. Jennings liked you. Well, good for him. He can follow me out to the mountains. That's crazy. I'll text him. Let's see what he says. Okay, let me see you text him. I want to see you text him right now. Come to the mountain. You're texting yourself that right now. Hey, when did you learn technology? I'm a 17-year-old ah. in 2021, Mom. I know this technology better right. than you. Here we go. Jennings. I saved him under. Can he handle it? All right. Texted back and said, I'm packing my bags. See? Oh, wow. See? Oh, wow. He likes you. Okay. And I like Mr. Jennings. Okay. Okay. Baby. Baby. Yeah, Mom. Thank you for changing my life. <laughs> I love you, Mom. I think we're going to start a new family here. Okay. Maybe we'll move on to the next city. I would prefer that okay. to the mountain. Oh, okay. I'm going right. to smell the fart now. Okay, perfect. Scene. <laughs> that was complete bananas. I loved it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just love that the scene started with a Tupperware fart. I, yeah. I appreciate that a lot. You're thank welcome. You. Uh, Kate, thank you again for sitting down with me. This has been so lovely. I know you so much better now. Um, is there anything else that you want to plug or like website or social media that people can find more of you at? Not really. I think <laughs> I, I mean, you can just come. Usually I'm at the bar, so maybe you can see me there if mm -hmm. you're ever like, who is this girl? And she's um, going to be drinking champagne. champagne. Yep. That's how you can find me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, other than, you know, troops, I don't really have much going on. Check out dallas-comedyclub.com and click on our show calendar to see when Third Degree is going to be performing. It's every Wednesday night, but it's in a rotating time slot. So make sure to check the website. And then One Man Show performs every Saturday night at 7 o'clock. Correct. Um, and they share a slot with a team called Shuffle Prop, mm -hmm. which is also a wonderful mm -hmm. team. Um, so please come and check her out. She's hilarious and wonderful, and both of her teams are amazing. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been the Dallas Comedy Club Podcast, and I've been your host, Kimberly Alou, but you already knew that. Stay safe out there, folks. <laughs>